Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This week, we have a special one. But aren't they all really? Meet Christiane from Honeysuckle Flower Co. She's been in business for over 10 years and in that time has built a successful business, but it hasn't all been plain sailing. In this episode, we discuss hard issues like infertility and miscarriages. That might be triggering to some and helpful to others. We couldn't be more grateful to Christiane for her honesty and vulnerability as this conversation is one that's definitely needed in the creative business space. Thank you so much for listening and isn't it nicer to hear my voice rather than Sam's at the start of the episode. Let's pull a poll. Let's go. <laughs> no, I've got a book there, yeah, because I somehow want to read out the book. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, don't, okay, still, okay. don't, you know, so, come so, on. Sorry, sorry. Intriguing. Where's your trust? What are you waiting for me for? So. You can, you can get her on, mate. So. Yeah. We are, um, well, it's a Monday. Yeah, a Tuesday. We, yeah, it's, well, it's going out on Monday. Yeah. It depends on if you listen to it. It doesn't matter. We shouldn't say when it is. But we need to just kick off by saying that um, the last few tickets are remaining for the Christmas party. Whoop, 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 whoop. And they, I mean, they may have gone when this episode goes out. I don't know. Um, but as you said, go and click that clickety thing <laughs> in the last episode and you'll find the tickets on the clickety link. Yeah, yeah they're there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, are you all right? Did you have a nice little lunch there? Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. What did you have? Uh, salmon. Yeah. Salmon. I love my salmon. You, yeah, know you do, don't you? You do. <laughs> you wouldn't love it if you saw some of the programs I've seen on salmon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, here we well, are. We're another idea. We're another idea. A podcast for creative creatives. entrepreneurs. And we just want to level up their business. Yeah. And yeah, we just want to drop great bombs for you. Yeah. Inspire. Yeah. You and here we go. Just have a bit of a chat, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Just good, friendly yeah, people. Yeah, we're not here that... to preach or to tell you what you've got to do, <laughs> just, but just to have a conversation and just to chat with people. Yeah, um, just like good friends at the pub. We're almost, we're not far off episode 30, I don't think. I yeah, kind of lost close. count. We're, we're getting close. there. We're getting exactly. there. We're close. 
But yeah, we've got no. a guest today, Dave. We've got a guest today. And actually, before we, before we introduce her, I think it's just really important just to kind of just explain where she's kind of come from in terms of... Yeah. She was a guest. She was a guest. Um, on, she was a member of the audience. Yeah. We oh, no. A few, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a blur, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and literally from having a conversation over a pizza box that day, <laughs> I was very much like, Christiane, you need to... You need to come and just sit with us and have a chat. You were and, very insistent. And fast forward a couple of months, here you are. You come up from Bath. Yeah, And you sat in front of the cameras and we're yeah. filming you. Yeah. And you tried to worm your way out of it a couple of times. You're like, no, I I'm going I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And then you were like, Can I bring can I bring my friend to come and so I was like, No, come on, you've got this. You've got it, you can do it. Yeah. And here you are. Here I am. Hello. Great to have you here. But no, so on a serious note, like honestly, I can remember you saying something to me. I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit, but I can remember you just saying something to me. And I was like, "Brilliant! That is it's that kind of thing that we need to talk about." In fact, we might as well just say it straight away. It was mm-hmm. you saying to me that you said your son hates you in the summer. He said he hated my job. Oh, he hated your job, yeah. not you. Okay, yeah, no, not me. <laughs> yeah, for the for the benefit of like, exaggerating, for the benefit of the podcast, let's just go hate you. Possibly that's coming in the teenage job. years, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, no, he hated Sam, my job. Sam loves clickbait. You see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been pretty intense, yeah. and there had been one wedding after another, and yeah. it was literally kind of leaving very early in the morning before he was awake. Yeah, yeah. Coming back in the afternoon and where I'd normally then just collapse on the sofa instead I was straight back in the workshop doing the next one till midnight and uh, it did reach a point where he just yeah. said I hate your job yeah and that was Feeling a bit it. of a yeah bit of a moment <laughs> which for a, a you know how old is he then like eight nine he's nine yeah he's, he's nine yeah nine year old boy to say that and to be aware of it and to recognize it I think is really thing isn't it yeah yeah i, yeah. I think of a lot of a lot of lads that age would probably just be on their ipads thinking yeah. everybody people probably wouldn't even notice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he is on the switch a lot yeah but i think yeah it was that there was no family time yeah the family yeah. time had been lost in the kind of yeah all the uh post-pandemic catch-up yeah yeah and uh and that is now a priority going forward um and it's interesting because we spoke on a wedding sam just not long after that about yeah. how you were taking august off from now on which is funnily enough the same decision that beth and i have made Amazing. for honeysuckle that we weren't going to do any more august weddings and we'd been turning them away for n- next year and, and also we took this august off because yeah. yeah. it was just at that point i was like right we need to make sure that there's a balance going on here yeah, yeah that's really good we have this habit of diving deep <laughs> straight off the bat yeah straight off the bat can i just can, which, I, just, can I just tie up that first point though about yeah. like how christian just put herself out there by coming up yeah. from Bath on that whatever day it was that Tuesday to Derby when she could have very easily just kind of you could have very easily just not come up mm-hmm. you could have gone oh, actually do you know what I've got stuff on this week I've, yeah. I've got time too busy but you did you came up and I think you took you took a few things away from the day I remember having a, yeah, a conversation definitely. with you and I remember you saying yeah. like you just felt really inspired which was mm-hmm. like for us it was amazing like we we were really kind of it was just great to get that. feedback literally yeah. straight off the bat really, yeah. from mm-hmm. people yeah. but then just to see how that one decision has led to you then being asked to come on this podcast mm-hmm. and then yeah. you're going yeah no I am going to do that and you, we've had conversations on Instagram about you know just you putting yourself out there as a as a brand and a, mm-hmm. as a front a bit more yeah and you've started to increase that a bit more just all off the back of this kind of decision to go I'm going to go to Derby for that podcast yeah yeah 100% yeah and and actually going back to that that very difficult post-pandemic period where it was all yeah. really intense I think I'd lost a little bit of my kind of joy for it all 
and um, coming up here. I was quite intrigued by what you guys were doing anyway. I was already following you on Instagram and listening to the podcast um, and I'd met Sam on a couple of weddings. So I'd kind of got that link and I was already watching everything. But um, coming up and uh, listening to the other speakers, it just felt like a, a little bit of kind of filling your creative cup, just that, that mm, feeling of like, yeah, well, yeah. actually there's a, quite apart from wedding floristry, which I'm obviously fully embroiled in all the time it was really nice to hear other people talking about had their creative journeys and that was very inspiring so yeah. it was it was a really lovely connection to make if you catch me and Igor just glancing away from you at any point we're not being rude you're we're still on your edge. we're still on edge about the cameras and I'm very <laughs> no, aware that like enough. whilst you're talking I'm trying to keep eye contact with you. yeah, yeah I look, but no, I'm just it's like, all no, good it's all the good. red lights are all yeah. on no I had this on the last episode and lots had gone wrong and so I was, <laughs> yeah yeah so, so Igor's going to move the mic closer cool thank you um, yeah on the book though, but I, I read this on holiday and uh, it was just one thing that stood out it was just a little paragraph I read it to you earlier and it just reminded yes. me of me and Christiane having conversations about putting yourself out more and it just really hit home it's like this is kind of why and I just wanted to share it on here <laughs> and it was and this is from a, a girl called Lucy Werner who does a, a book called book called Hype Yourself and the paragraph is consumers engage with the people behind brands because it helps them understand how the brand fits with their own identity when you share who you are and what you are about, you don't even need to sell to your audience anymore because they are bought into you. And I can remember just talking to you like a few couple of months ago. I was going, like, you've got a great brand, you've got a great business, you know, you've got an amazing product there. But what was really obviously lacking was who who is Christian? I didn't even we didn't even know it was Christiane. It was just yeah, honeysuckle flower co. Mm-hmm. And since that conversation, you've very and I'm not we're not taking credit no, no, over no. here. It's <laughs> like you've done it. It's like you can take you know, credit it but, absolutely but you have just very gradually started to increase your activity on it and mm-hmm. straight away now you go on it and you go oh christian's here mm. and like it's been good to see like a bit behind the scenes stuff yeah. and you've started talking to camera which is just like amazing it's so good to see yeah have you noticed that your audience have engaged with you differently since that have you absolutely. seen a difference 100 percent. yeah yeah and i think um one of one of the first posts that i did um, just after that was such a it was such a brief post. Tell them about the first post that you did. <laughs> Which one was that? The stuff you put up a, like a time lapse, and I was one of the first oh, yeah. people to see it. And by the oh, time yeah. I went to oh, comment no. back on it, you deleted it. You literally it. taking it down because you I were you were questioning whether it was right or not. So one of the issues that I've always had with putting anything on social media is I I am a, a chronic perfectionist, and so as soon as I put it up, I'll see all the things that are wrong with it. And I did have a little bit of a habit of putting things up, seeing something about it that wasn't completely perfect and then just removing it. But um, I'm trying to just let go a lot more. I hope you've noticed I have, I have been trying oh, yeah. To, yeah. to leave things and not mind if they're not I think, perfect. I think a lot of people will relate to that. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I very much relate to that. That's, mm. that's me to a T, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that perfectionist mind, isn't it? It is, and it's a blessing and a curse because it's it's brilliant for the kind of jobs that yeah. we do but it also can mean it's very very difficult to let go yeah. or to move on from one project to the next or to be satisfied um and what's it what's the engagement what been produced? like since you've made that what have you noticed to be different from from your audience a lot more direct messages a lot of other suppliers and potential clients getting in touch and, and saying relating to things that i've said or done yeah. on there um whereas before i would i'd post um, a beautiful shot from some wonderful photographer of my flowers and i would be like people are going to love this because this is absolutely yeah. beautiful and there'd be nothing nothing would happen because it was just a, it was just a picture 
nobody you know people are just scrolling through these images all the time yeah. and they're seeing beautiful things like that all the time and uh, and as soon as it was actually me then people had something to say and they wanted to chat to me and they wanted to send messages and people were actually requesting more time-lapse videos and things like that which <laughs> definitely I, I'd never had anything like that before so it's a real change in engagement for sure amazing just, it's great yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's really good. It's just, it's just straight up logic, isn't it? And and you see it working. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And we all need like little nudges like that from yeah. time to time. It's mm. sometimes it's. I think you've already touched on it. Like it's very easy just to kind of settle into a a routine. Mm. And I'm not saying they're bad habits, but like habits that maybe aren't as beneficial as the ones that you could adopt. And actually, just to just to have that kind of uh, what, what is it like a re like that reset to say. No, come on, this is, you can do this. Like you've, you know, you, you've got a good personality put out there. You yeah. should just go for it. Yeah, it's just, it's just good to see that it's kind of. I'm just pleased to hear that it's kind of worked out in that you're seeing that engagement because now, you you've seen it firsthand. Mm. Yeah, there's no backing out of it now, is no, there? No, yeah. there's no backing out. No, I need to, I need to is, carry on is now. there, Christiane? No, there's, no there's no backing, backing out, out of it, Christiane. No, She's will, looking down. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll keep it up. I will. You can't definitely. delete this episode either, <laughs> no, Christiane. So I'm just letting you know. That's part of the reason I differed when you said about um, yeah, it's kind of that commit. And you've already, you've already to told this, your husband it. that it's edited, so in case you do put your foot in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. All we do is we don't chop anything out. Oh no, nothing gets chopped out. Don't say that. I'll get so, panic. That's no, okay. Mm. But tell us about you. How did you start? And yeah, just a little bit about you. Well, I've, I've been a florist now for about 15 years. So it's been quite quite a long journey. Um, and uh, I guess, well, right at the very beginning, I wasn't, I, I had no intentions of being a florist. Mm -hmm. I, I went to university and I studied um, drama with technical theatre arts. So that was all... Uh, set design and stand-up comedy and Shakespeare and a quite a kind of wide variety of performing arts related um, studies and but whilst I was there I kind of came to the conclusion that I I didn't have any contacts um, and I didn't have loads of money and that if I wanted to have a career in this without those things I could potentially spend years decades mm -hmm. just temping doing jobs I didn't like waiting for the moment when I would get a job that I did like yeah and I sort of had a bit of a realization back then that I I wanted to have a more happy every day and to be doing something each day that was inspiring and fulfilling rather than waiting and waiting and waiting for potentially something one day that yeah. might never happen um so even before I finished my degree I kind of knew that wasn't what I was going to do I wasn't sure what I was going to do um and so after I finished I went traveling for a bit um and then I came home I fell in love with this beautiful man traveling and I and I came home and he broke my heart and then I got appendicitis and I was just laid out on the sofa like what am I going to do with my life um and uh my dad's an architect and one of his builders came into the house and he was sort of chatting and he was a bit like oh what's she doing down there on the sofa uh and his wife worked in a really big London florist and um he said well they're looking for work experience if you want to go and do it you know it's unpaid but you could just hop along and do that for a bit um, so I went and it, it was just inspirational. As soon as I got there, the moment I got in, I was just hooked. I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I want to do. got the bug. Yeah, totally got yeah. the bug. I mean, the absolutely intoxicating scents and the colors. And in many ways, it was, it was a bit like what I'd been doing. It was creating a scene, creating some magic, you know, 
And I, I think as soon as I got there, they realised that I was hugely inspired by it all. So after just about three or four days, they said, do you want a job? Amazing. And so that was my way in. And I was very, very lucky because it was that, that contact with somebody who knew somebody else yeah. and all that, all that kind of same old story. But, it, but in, the same, in the same breath, I'll say, I do think that, that both they and I saw in that moment that I, was, I, I lit up. Yeah. And it was the first time in years mm. that that had happened. I was just like, this is the world for me. So You just know it like, in your body, don't you? Like, you yeah. just feel it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, like 100%. That, that adrenaline or whatever it is that just like courses through your veins. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this is... I think it, I still think of it with photography as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same buzz and adrenaline that you get from just finding your kind of your purpose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was quite an exciting environment because it was all kind of high fashion, lots of celebrity clients, lots of big events, all the kind of... Yeah big banks parties and all that kind of stuff so the the things that we were creating were really exciting it wasn't just like bunches of flowers at a local florist which is how a lot of people began Uh, actually for me I was very lucky that I went straight in to this really really exciting environment where everything everything was on big scale and so that was a good beginning because you're really gonna get caught up in that I think yeah I can imagine the difference from just doing bouquets of flowers to installations, to, to, to installations yeah. like for weddings is a big jump. But then if you've gone from just doing straight into like huge corporate events and yeah. exhibitions that actually come into weddings, you kind of go, I've got this. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. true. I, l- I love the fact that um, they recognize that you were really excited about it or really, really in it because you loved it. Mm. Because most of the times when, when people do enjoy certain things, it's it's a conversation that happens at home or something like mm-hmm. that and you sort of like unload oh yeah I did this today I did yeah. but but to actually have that being recognized at your actually workplace yeah it says something about you so yeah. well then <laughs> well I think also I, I am I am quite a sort of excitable person mm-hmm. generally so I think I, w- I was straight away just like this yeah. is what I want to do guys so if they're really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just so let me know yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> So it was. So yeah. really, if they were sat here telling us, they'd just go. She forced us into giving her <laughs> yeah, a job. Yeah, that's probably we could not get. <laughs> we could actually not say no. <laughs> yeah. Fair. And that was what fifteen years ago. That was fifteen years ago. Do you miss the drama world? Uh, mm, no, I don't think so. I don't. I think. I think it was the right call, and I'm. And I love. I being imagine there's I a lot of people that are in that industry that, that what you described of like just kind of waiting for that moment mm. to come along. Mm-hmm that big dream job yeah I don't know is it kind of like it the chance daunting, of yeah. making it as a Premier League footballer it's, yeah. like, it's probably like half a percent of it must yeah. be it's pre- I imagine it's a pretty savage industry yeah. yes I think so and I think you do you either need a bit of money so that you can keep yourself available and free for every single call that might yeah. come in mm-hmm. or you need to have some contacts and if you don't have either of those things and you've got to work for a living and you might have to turn things away because of that that's quite it's quite it's a precarious a position to be in you could be doing that for a really really long time <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah like I say I think I just really wanted to know that I'd be doing something I loved every day yeah. and I genuinely can say that I am I love yeah, it every shows day in your forestry work. It, it genuinely does you know the couple of weddings I've worked with you on it's you know, like your passion for it that really comes across very quickly like you do you just you, you're clearly heavily invested in your couples and mm-hmm. and the product that you're offering so you know it's, it's no surprise really that you've been going what 10 years and yeah 
you know, still got big now. puns, haven't you? I think from <laughs> yes, what we've yeah. spoken about. So yeah, we're still um, just to go off some sli- uh, slight tension from that. Like, how physical is the industry? So, Sam. So, Igor, <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just you know perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for? I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah, and I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah, everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah, you know, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that things run in the right order. If you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task, you have to say to yourself, why am I repeating this? Automate it. Um, and if you can automate it, then that's it. And that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business. And they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at Studio Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. Go on for some sli- uh, slight tension from that. Like, how physical is the industry? How, very. How di- like, because I imagine that's something that often doesn't get, you know, you talk about it being very kind of, we talk Ooh. about like the aesthetics, like how beautiful everything <laughs> yeah, is. It. But then I'm like, your hands must be absolutely trashed. Yes. Yes. So it's, it is very physical. There's a lot of heavy lifting. Um, you know, as soon as I as soon as I go to the suppliers, and then I'm getting all the big crates into the van, and then back out again at my workshop, and then filling forty buckets of water and lugging them around the room, and yeah. then once you start the installations, then you're you're throwing into that kind of we have these big steel frames and heavy bases and things that you have to carry around. There's a lot of driving. There's a lot of early mornings, yeah. uh, and then of course when everybody else has had the wedding, they kind of, that's that's it. But we have to go back and deconstruct everything and clean everything <laughs> and take it all apart. And there's a lot of like I'm smelly the buckets of water. So <laughs> it is yeah. the not so fun bit for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the case all all the time? So you literally have to deconstruct all the time, or do you sort of yeah. get the chance to leave it? Or no, no, never. I guess because a lot of the time we're working on quite big installations and things. So then our our frames and stuff are all there. So I have to go and get them back. Yeah. Um, and also we we always like to. Tr- try and kind of tie all the flowers into little bunches and things like that so that people can keep them because it is one thing that is then there for a few more days after the wedding because yeah. the wine is drunk yeah. and the band goes home but you can keep the flowers for a few more days <laughs> how has it taken you this long then to go to the gym for the first time this year <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> to get the guns going yeah, yeah um i don't and know what, what's I think... what, actually think about it. what's what's in, what spurred that on what made you do that what made me go to the gym? Um, a bit of a bit of, having a bit of time for myself, I think, was a big thing, um, and I think wanting to feel that I could because there is a lot of heavy lifting. I was getting a lot of kind of bad backs and bad shoulders, and I thought if I really strengthen up here, I think it's gonna help. So that was kind of. Do you know how to use a treadmill now? I think so. That sounds like a really <laughs> kind of patronising comment, but I'm saying that because pre-recording. 
Christiane said she'd never been never even been on a treadmill this year, so it's not no, me. I hadn't. <laughs> Which is amazing. I I do still I'll still stick to the same equipment every time. I'm yeah. just doing the same. You see the benefit loop. of it though. Yeah. You enjoy going to it. Yeah, good. And actually, uh, also just mentally, yeah. the benefit of it. Just headspace. I always feel really really good. It's good headspace, and I come out feeling like that's that's been really worthwhile. So. So how did the transition go from being that high end floral? place <laughs> mm-hmm. and to to you doing your own thing really what sort of like spurred it to you for you to sort of like make the jump well um so I met my husband and we he was uh, a banker at the time in London and I persuaded him to um give it up and come traveling with me for a bit because I wanted to go <laughs> traveling again um until <laughs> I had the bug so we went away for a, a year um and traveled all around and when we came back we decided we weren't going to go back to London so we moved to Bath um, and at that point, I worked for another florist for a little bit. Um, and then we had our son. But whilst I was pregnant with our son, um, I kept getting sick. I was getting repeatedly ill um, with pneumonia over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and we couldn't work out what was going on. And then I had my son and that carried on for another couple of years, I think, with no one really having any clue why. What it was. Um, and then eventually almost by chance it, they discovered that I had TB okay and at that point it was just it was so impossible to go back to my old job I'd tried to go back but either you know what it's like with a little yeah. one when oh, when they go I to nursery into imagine how hard it must be for you just just to have a newborn son and to then being just to not feel that physically great it must yeah be- it, was, it must be an, an awful place to be. It was rubbish, and I'd, I'd lost an awful lot of weight. and, and that, But it was difficult for people to kind of recognise why, I think, mm-hmm. because everyone was like, well, you're breastfeeding, or you're losing sleep, or, you know, you've got a newborn, so it is yeah. just hard. Yeah. Of course this, you're stressed. It could be, it could be yeah, exactly. Um, but then, of course, when he started nursery, as I'm sure you guys will know, he then caught every bug mm-hmm. going. So I was trying to work for my old boss with him constantly getting sick and me constantly getting sick and I was, it was just yeah. not happening so I left and I was quite miserable and my husband at that point was like you should go out on your own and you won't be surprised to hear this Sam but I resisted it for a bit <laughs> I was did like, you find excuses? I did find a few excuses there yeah. I was like I'm not sure I can do this and I'm not sure that it's for me and I don't want to be a boss and um, I, I did resist it for a little bit um, but it really, in some ways, was the only option for a little bit. The, the medication for the TB took over a year. So that all of that was, was taking a very long time. Um, and I had friends who were getting married. So I did a few friends' weddings on a very small scale. Um, but the venues, it was two different venues, got in touch saying, we'd really love to have you as a recommended supplier. And at that point, I didn't even have a company. So I just was <laughs> like, ah, okay. Um, so... So yeah, that no company, kind of, no name. No, it's just nothing. me. Yeah. It was just literally me. Um, so I, I, I decided I was going to go for it, and I went for it in a in a small way initially. In fact, the company was called Honeysuckle Bee back then because I was beekeeping as well. Um, beekeeping. I was beekeeping. Yeah. I, I how, did this, how did this that not did we miss? How did this not come up in the notes, Igor? But um, yeah, no. But then alongside my toddler and my illness my husband was like look we do not need several thousand bees to look after can we just <laughs> put that yeah, to one I, side which is fair enough I think I that's think. a wise comment <laughs> so yeah um I, I i eventually changed the name to honeysuckle flower coat um and yeah then beth came on board so beth was somebody that i'd previously worked with um at at the company that i was working in in bath 
um and she had had a son at the same time as me so the two of us kind of worked together she did most of the office work still yeah. does florist um, friends mummy friends exactly yeah and it worked really well because we'd met through work so we knew we could work together because we'd already done that for a couple of years um but by then as you say a mum friend as well we we you know spent a lot of time together and so we were really close and she's still in the business now is she beth and she's pretty much your right hand she's absolutely of. yeah 100 percent right hand woman and uh and yeah we i think we'll always work together yeah yeah so that's that's been a a, a brilliant um, part of of Honeysuckle's growth, and I, I don't think we could have done it without that partnership, actually, or yeah. certainly not in the same direction. Um, she's always the one that's that's driving me to do stuff when I'm <laughs> more reticent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's good. To, it's good to have that support, though, isn't it, from somebody? And, oh, it's amazing. You know, yeah, it can, it, we've talked about it before. It can be quite lonely and isolating. Um, career when you're mm-hmm. self-employed and you're on your own it can yeah. be yeah you know, a lot of people don't get it and they don't understand that yeah you know, they go to their offices and they just chat to sue down at the water cooler and you know we, we don't have that no all the time but to have somebody in your company that's you know able to share that journey with you yeah yeah, yeah. You know, to and sound board off and to nudge you along when you need nudging or to whatever it might be yeah and she's so passionate about it you know i'll often get messages at like 11 o'clock at night i've seen this thing i think we should do this (laughs) you know she's she's always thinking about it and she's always 100 percent as invested in it as i am so that's really special i think and unique to have somebody that's that passionate about it yeah sounds like you two have had have had a good ride together um but has there been any challenges that you've have yeah, throughout the years absolutely it's it's actually um i think our growth has been in many ways much slower than it could have been mm. um and that was held up by at, as a result of the tb i then had fertility problems so i was trying i was trying to have our our second baby for quite a long time um and had a few miscarriages along the way and then beth was also in the same position so she had wow. some miscarriages and 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 running a, a wedding company particularly where you're doing a lot of heavy lifting mm. when you're both trying for babies is quite hard yeah so that was really challenging um and mentally i think we were both both feeling that we wanted to be able to put our families first we also wanted to be able to put the business, business first, first. Yeah. yeah and so there was a real kind of tug of war going on for both of us of of um how much we could give uh, and we did. We have for for a long time now been having to turn work away, um, and perhaps not taken opportunities that we might otherwise have taken, mm-hmm. um, just because there was that massive challenge. And then, um, yeah, I I then I did fall pregnant, um, but that pregnancy was uh, I won't bore you with the entire story, but mm. it was it was a, a real challenge because I was in an awful lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, and something was very clearly wrong but I went down to the hospital and they scanned me and uh, they were like nothing is wrong everything's fine even with all the complications beforehand even all the complications beforehand and your body telling you that something's hurting something was terribly wrong (laughs) yeah yeah. so uh, I I then collapsed and I was I was like I had to go to hospital quite quickly Um, and but I'd been I'd basically had an ectopic pregnancy which they'd 100% 100% told me it wasn't what when they scanned me. It's when it's when it, uh, the pregnancy begins in a fallopian tube instead of in the right. womb. 
and obviously it can't grow yeah. there because it's tiny mm. so as it grows there's a risk of it rupturing um and if it ruptures you you can die yeah. because you just internally bleed um which is what happened and so but because it's, the brain's an amazing thing because everyone kept telling me there's nothing wrong with you I was walking around with this thing so I'd it had ruptured yeah. and I was walking around in terrible pain like oh I'm such a hypochondriac I really need to pull myself together because there's nothing wrong with me yeah. I actually walked myself up to the hospital and I was like I just want to check again because I'm like crying with pain here um and the moment I collapsed I think is the moment when it had ruptured even then my husband called a paramedic and 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 I as as a I guess as a result of what I was going through, was having a panic attack, which I'd never had before, so I didn't understand. We both thought I was having a stroke. Um, and, uh, and the paramedic arrived and diagnosed what she could see, which was a, a panic attack. So she then went away. So there was all these kind of mistakes, one after the other, yeah. bang, bang, bang. And, and yeah, I walked myself up to the hospital and I was like, I, just, I really just need to check because I'm in such pain that each footstep was hurting. So something's, I feel like something's wrong. And I know you guys have scanned several times. Lots of people have looked at me and everyone's saying that nothing is wrong. Um, and they were, the, the lady who saw you me that sound day. sound like being terribly nice about it. <laughs> but excuse me, please, could you just... Yeah, that, well, actually, you, you had every right to always be kicking off and going... I think that's half my problem. And not, not sort of advocating for myself and not yeah, being able mm. to say you guys are wrong because I felt they must know what they were talking about. Um, you know, you, you trust medical professionals generally that they know what they're talking about. Um, but, it, but it was an ectopic pregnancy and it had ruptured and I'd been internally bleeding for several days and they said, we've got to, we've got to have an operation right now. Um, and I was like, can we wait for my husband? He's an hour away. And they were like, no, you've got to go in right now. And then I went in and that when I woke up from that, I knew that number one, I couldn't have any more babies naturally mm. and that I'd lost my baby. And we'd already spent several years trying. And that was a real low yeah. moment. But it was also the fact that, as you pointed out, I'd kind of not fought any of it. And I felt I felt for a long time a, a real terror and fear about anything like that happening again because with both the TB and with the ectopic yeah. uh, things had been misdiagnosed mistakes had mm. been made and I had not fought or stood up for myself at all um and so after that happened I then had sort of PTSD symptoms for a few years and that was um that was a really intense time because I sort of went into a bit of denial <laughs> over what had happened and so I would I'd go to a wedding and I'd be driving there in the van and I'd just start sobbing or just it would yeah, this yeah. stuff would come back and i'd just be sobbing 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 and then i'd get to the venue i'd be like right make up hello <laughs> here are your flowers you know just completely blocking all of that stuff out and so uh, hard. it was I it mean, was a very I, intense I, I, time i get it i get it but it's yeah i think it's hard for, it's not it's very hard for me and you to relate to that yeah but we, you know, we will have gone to weddings where things are difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not, they're not even comparable. No, you, they're not comparable. Exactly. So I'm being very careful here with what I say. Mm. What you've been through is incredibly traumatic. And I'm not surprised you had PTSD. Yeah. Um, fair play to you for, for, for battling through and, and, and going and doing your job like that. Because I think you, mm. you know, I think it would break a lot of other people. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people would be able to relate to it. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's, it's probably something that's way more common than we, even, than we could even begin to imagine. Mm. I really think it is. And it's part of the reason that I'm happy to talk about it, actually, is because I, I do think uh, there are a lot of women in the wedding industry around this age mm. who are starting or continuing their, building their families. 
And I think it is really, really common. And it, and not enough people talk about how that affects your work. Yeah. Um, mm. Particularly, I think, with weddings, because everything's booked so far in advance. So you're trying not to overbook yourself yeah, yeah. in case you fall pregnant, in case you have a baby. Then you have a miscarriage. Then you then you could have done that work, but you haven't done it. And And there's all those kind of emotions wrapped around that. And it felt like for a long time, for both me and for Beth, who also was having fertility problems of her own, we were sort of holding our breath a bit and not well, it's, it's diving enough, in. It's hard enough planning it when you haven't got fertility problems, yeah. right? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So then you throw that into the mix as well. It's, it's an almost impossible situation to be in. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I have got absolutely no doubt there'll be a lot of people listening to this that will be like, thank you for addressing it yeah. and just bringing mm. it up and, and kind of normalizing it a little bit yeah because it is a it's a very difficult subject um yeah you know, it, I'm, i can made me think of like when Gemma gave birth to buddy oh, like two days later i was off to france oh gosh and it's yeah. a really hard thing to do yeah. but i'm like okay well i'm physically fine i haven't got to deal with yeah i've just got to go and do my job but to be the person like who's carrying the baby yeah and to mm-hmm. then have the pressure of delivering a product or a service to yeah. an industry that's everyone's having a great time exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, exactly. that's the one that really got me it's when you were explaining everything yeah feelings isn't it you very much having to almost like i don't know switch off or, or i don't mm. know how to say it really but how did you how did you, how did you yeah. process that? um going back to the you know getting getting there to yeah. the yeah. and, and, yeah. and yeah. Putting yeah. Just, on, like, yeah. You, well i think I, I was well practiced at it because i had to do it with my son as well it was the same thing, you know, I'd, I'd finish the wedding and then I'd get in the van, cry all the way home, get back to nursery to pick him up. Yeah. Hello, how was your day? Yeah. You know, and you do, you, you put it on for a lot of people. And, and actually, although I talk about it quite openly now, whilst I was in it, I, I really didn't speak about it. I almost kind of lost some friendships through just, you know, lots of people around me were having their second or even third children and I still didn't mm. have mine. Um, and that that was a really really odd side to it was that I I began to get jealous mm. and I'm not a jealous person I never really cover other people's cars or watches or anything I don't that doesn't I've never had that as a facet to my personality and and it's an ugly emotion it's a horrible thing to feel jealousy but I I did I felt really jealous of all the people around me whose whose families were just naturally growing and who and and also jealousy of people who were able to just push their business because they had no other yeah. Yeah. there was nothing else going on the, the only agenda was was their their business and i could see people you know flying and i and i felt like i can't do that and i can't do this and so i i was really stuck it was a really really stuck place to be and 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 beth was in the same position i, I, might, I was gonna be my question was where, where does beth, how does beth fit into this as a so somebody else that's obviously going through a similar sort of process. I mean, this is where having that support probably was well vital, wasn't it? Now yeah. at this point, yeah, it was invaluable, and and also just being able to understand yeah. what each other were going through, yeah. um, which I think it'd be quite hard to understand if you weren't actually going through it. But particularly at the same time, we you know we sort of it's a bit crass to say but we almost tried to make light of it we were like we were kind of ping-ponging miscarriages back and forth yeah. and just you know each stepping in for the other so there'd come a time where she'd be really unwell or having a really terrible time or she'd have just lost a baby and i'd have to take over everything 
for for a time to just look after things and just yeah. say, do you know what, Beth, you just take your time. Yeah. You come back to me when you're ready. And then she would do the same thing for me. And I'd be in hospital and she'd be getting back to clients and saying, Christiana will be back soon. She's just not very well this week. And, you know, and it's not yeah. something you can really share with clients either. So it was really difficult kind of keeping that facade of we're, we're, we're just you know carrying on as normal nothing yeah because you don't you don't want anybody to feel worried about what's going to happen with their wedding next year and we didn't have the answers as to where either of us would be so that was that was tough um but that said we've kind of managed to grow through it and yeah we both have we both have a little girl each now so come on um, yeah (laughs) it's kind of episode over but yeah um what's her age uh, so Hazel is four, uh, and uh, Beth's little one is two. Amazing. <laughs> Nearly three. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why <laughs> No, right. We're just like... I, I have <sighs> unbelievable intense. amounts of respect and admiration yeah. for you, though, first and foremost, to, just to be able to sit in front of us today and just be able to, to openly open talk up. about what, yeah. what must have been a, a really traumatic experience, I think, is, mm. is incredible. And I, I'm, I, like I said earlier, there'll be a lot of people that say, thanks for... Mm. thanks for kind of just addressing it and making other people feel as though they're not on their own with it yeah because it is a, it's a hard industry to be in isn't it you know yeah it is like, it, there's li- so much life, forward planning life goes on and we all have to put on this front for our business sometimes mm. and it's it's difficult yeah yeah and you can't take any of that into into your work and like you said in, in, you know in, in, in the wedding industry everybody is on such a wonderful high and yeah. when you when you go in to see them you have to match that you have to be this little ray of light that turns up with flowers yeah. you can't have a sad face it's you've got yeah. to turn up looking like I'm so excited <laughs> for your day and always I was I was excited for that day yeah. that was a real emotion but sometimes it was a bit hard to get into that zone in those moments where other things would be holding your eyes out yeah yeah. yeah yeah absolutely it does it does make me think though isn't there isn't there a way of doing it where you would be able to be open with your sort of like clients or what I'm just trying to see the, the other side of the mm. coin if that makes sense would well the the only experience the only experience I have of ever left letting a couple down was um twenty nineteen twenty nineteen buddy got scarlet fever, and then about a week or so later i I was unwell I'd thought I'd just got a bit of a cold or a flu mm-hmm. of some sort, and then I remember being at home and being feeling so unwell that actually actually my mum came over. Because Gemma was concerned, oh, no. and she came. My mom came over, and I think we'd called. We just called one one one, and then went to the walk-in centre. Booked me an appointment. Mum took me to the walk-in centre, and they called an ambulance when I was there because my blood pressure was so low. Oh, no. And it turned out I'd got some kind of variant of scarlet fever, mm. and I just I was on a drip. I was over. I was fine. I was fine. You know, I was back home the following day, but it took me four days to just get off the sofa. Mm-hmm. And I can remember having to ring my couple to say, I can't, I'm not going to be able to make your wedding. I, f- yeah. I physically cannot move. Mm. They said I should be all right by the weekend. But by Friday, I was like, this is not, this yeah. isn't going away anytime soon. And I'll never forget it. I phoned her up and I was, I'd been putting it off for like five hours. I'm doing a bit. I'm just trying to pluck up the courage or trying to find the words to go, I can't really make your sorry. wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 her response to me saying, "Look, I'm I'm so sorry. I've been unwell this week. I had a variant of scarlet fever." She went, 
it's okay don't worry it's like these things happen yeah i've got cover in place so it was all okay mm -hmm. yeah but in my head i built it up to be the world is going to end yeah 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 that's yeah. what i was trying to get to to see if there's a way but of... I, I don't it could have gone the other way yeah true I, I, you just you just don't you don't know do you yeah no it depends very much on the couple i think yeah. as well and and their on their reactions their background yeah you know, how yeah you know, how they are as Mm. you know we've all had those clients that the spectrum could be quite wide yeah, can't yeah. It? yeah it's true you know. yeah ah tricky ground yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it yeah it's it wasn't something i ever really shared with any clients i did have to hire a lot of freelancers mm -hmm. though it was yeah. which meant less less profit frankly um particularly so I, I so hazel is an ivf baby as a result of all of that um and during that period you know heavy lifting just it's I, I think it would have been okay, but you, I just was so yeah, I fearful. Imagine. I was terrified that I was going yeah. to do something wrong. Um, and so, yeah, we had to hire in a lot of help across that period. Um, but I think that was good for the business. It meant I had to trust other people to come in and help. And I had to find yeah. people that, that I could trust and people who had the same, the same kind of style of floristry. Um, and the same level of skills and the speed, which is quite difficult in floristry. A lot of a lot of freelancers can work quite slowly, mm -hmm. um, and that can that be would quite be stressful. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite stressful sometimes. It, it feels very hard to just move the conversation off more than just talked about. But let's yeah. just let's let's segue into let's yeah. segue back into flowers, shall we? Yes. Um, I want to talk. I just want to ask you about client expectations versus reality. Okay. Because I've always found myself like. Something that doesn't really understand, like obviously I understand flowers, but, but when I look at flowers, I often see such variety mm -hmm. and subtle differences as well that I find it, it I, all I can find myself thinking is, how do you convey that to a couple and say, it might be like this, but it might be a little bit different. Do you understand? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you, like, do people come to you with a, a specific Pantone colour for Sometimes. a leaf? Sometimes do yeah. they wow okay let's talk yeah. more about that <laughs> okay yeah so people do sometimes come with their own mood boards and colors and say this is the exact thing i want you to match and i have to explain that um you know flowers are a natural product yeah and seasons seasons but even just weather you know there can be something that's quite a specific shade of maroon and then the next year it's almost pink it's you know wow. it's shifted because of various different weather patterns in whatever country it was grown and so we'll always try and get as close as possible to what they've asked for but it is a natural product and some things aren't available and other things are different to perhaps how they were in that image and also it's quite difficult as well because online a lot of what they see is not the true color mm. so um we, photographers we and so yeah monitors and <laughs> yeah yeah grading are, yeah, you know, filters. yeah yeah you know. people are editing things and and so they'll say i want this thing and you're like that's that doesn't look that's, like that in real life real color. it's not <laughs> yeah. that color it's actually yeah. much more something else um so yeah the expectations thing and i think pinterest and instagram um can be so inspiring for couples and it is a really fantastic tool to have all that imagery available to us but it also means that people see a lot of stuff that yeah. they like um and sometimes that can be quite tricky because people will come to you with just hundreds of images yeah. and they're like i love all of it's this choice, like, isn't it? there's a lot of different <laughs> yeah. stuff going on yeah. here yeah. Let's, let's just find we're, you on, we're on the verge of having a new kitchen and we're, we're finding it in, yeah. almost impossible to agree on 
well, I just want yeah. a new kitchen, man. Just want a new kitchen. Just do it that kind of set off. But it is, it's, it's just yeah. the possibilities out there, yeah. isn't it? So you find yeah. yourself looking at new things on Instagram and being like, oh, I love that. Yeah. It doesn't fit with what. Yeah, and quite often once we've already created everybody's mood boards and things and they're, yeah. and they're all settled, you'll get a lot of emails in between saying, I've seen this thing. <laughs> can we just change that or can we add this? And um, and that I, I don't mind that process because that is just a part of it, but it depends how intense it gets yeah. and how Would frequent you... the correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that you have a specific style? Yes, I think we we do like everything to look quite wild. Yeah. I'm not one for symmetry, um, and uh, I don't like things to look too kind of. There's there's a quite kind of old school side to floristry with very neat arrangements, and that's not us at all. We like everything looking as if it's just kind of spilling out and it's grown there, and it's all just very kind of magical and dreamlike. Um, and that's that's our kind of style that we. And finding freelancers to match that has been quite quite um a lengthy process <laughs> but we do now have lots of girls that work with us on a regular basis that we know and trust seeing and them in the van of you <laughs> pretty much yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just come in here come in yeah. here let me just put this on your arm uh, funnily enough i do have chains in my van but not for the freelancers <laughs> for the arrangements that was a joke by the way if anyone's listening uh, not uh, for a second suggesting that christian chains people inside her know. van i've never done it good honeysuckle, idea honeysuckle honeysuckle flower van gets pulled over by bath police next week um we just received an anonymous tip off uh <laughs> <laughs> so how how many people would you get to have on a on a wedding depending let's say let's say big scale and then you can narrow it down really so the most that we've taken to an event i think there were eight of us um but more likely there'll be three of us it's usually two to three mm-hmm. um and then yeah i uh, there's a few each year that are bigger but we tend to kind of well, we, at the moment, because we're still in it, so me and Beth have always had this saying, we're muddling through. We've been saying it since the start. We're just muddling through, muddling through, you know. It'll, we'll be so organised one day. At the moment, we're just muddling through. Um, and, you know, we're sort of 10 years in and we're still muddling Muddly through. through. Um, and frankly, I think we always will be. I, I'm pretty That's sure every single person listening to this will go, oh, yeah, I've, I've been muddling through. Welcome to the muddling club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. I went off on a tangent. Oh, um, people, the amount of oh, the oh, number yeah. of people. So yeah, okay. so I'm here. I'm here to hold your hands. <laughs> well yeah. done, because we're still muddling through. Um, we still have to limit the number of really big events that we can do because we still have small children. We can't be doing massive mm-hmm. scale events yeah. all year long because they're really time intensive in terms of the prep. Because also we do a bit of styling, so there's a lot of kind of candlesticks and lanterns and all that other stuff that comes alongside. You mean you don't it. just get a few flowers and just put them on the table? No, not normally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just um, being a bit naughty there. <laughs> You're always naughty, to be fair. Um, no, so it's it's quite it is quite a lot of prep, and and uh, and so we we've been trying really hard to. I've seen to get the fans. I mean, it's huge, they're huge, aren't they, Florist fans? Yeah. You know, you can tell the amount of work that goes into it. it yeah. Honestly, it's astonishing, really. Yeah, and actually, I'm I'm gunning for a bigger van now. <laughs> want, go bigger, go home. Yeah, what I really want is like a, a you know really great big long sprinter or something <laughs> but mm. what are your sort of like which is the perfect question really for for what you said what are your sort of like future plans for the business besides um, muddling through besides muddling through <laughs> yeah no get a bit more organized i think um i think it would be really really nice to get to a point where we were doing 
less events across the year so at the moment we've kind of got a few really big events sprinkled through each year and then in between that there's lots of little bread and butter type ones which are really lovely to do but that as as a, in terms of family life that does eat into your year and limit how much you can do with your kids um, and in terms of obviously my son not hating me ideally <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> he hates your job I, he, hates, he hates your job, hates my job. Um, not you <laughs> uh, ideally it would be less events but bigger ones um because that also that is where we get very excited i mean one thing you talked to me in the when i I picked you up from the station you talked to me about work next year and that you're you know you've actively turned work away for next year yes can we just explore that for a moment yeah reasoning behind that where that's come from and and how you how you finding that yeah so we we decided to put into place a new strategy um post the pandemic shit show which was just so full on where instead of having loads of events trickling through the whole year we would say okay these two weekends we're going to work and these two we're not in each month or something like that um and it's kind of led a little bit by the first few inquiries that we get so once we've got a few things booked in we're like well we're already working that weekend so we might as well go hard that week let's take three weddings that week but then none the week after and that's where we're turning them away so it's because we need to protect a bit of family time yeah you know we both have small kids and it's just too much otherwise um and frankly when when owen said he hated my job i I think my husband probably could have felt the same way but he just didn't say it. (laughs) he was very supportive but i think he was like looking after the kids every weekend yeah um, alone and that's yeah, nine-year-olds intense. don't have filters there do they so, <laughs> no exactly yeah I think yeah it's he's he's a great support but um it is a bit much to ask when it's every weekend and you do know, you guys and, feel the same do you yeah, have to work I've got, on... abs- absolutely we had a conversation earlier about the episode that's going to go out after this one about mm. how you know we set boundaries now and you know one mm-hmm. of the big things for me is exactly what you've talked about is if you know going forward next year i'm only going to do i'm going to keep a weekend off every month without mm-hmm. fail yeah ideally too mm-hmm. yeah i'm the same as you if i get a saturday wedding and an inquiry comes in on the friday and it's nearish i'll do it yeah so i'd rather do the friday and saturday block. yeah and have the next yeah. two weekends off yeah. exactly um, yeah but and that's so that's part of that, that part of being able to build that boundary comes back to being able to charge the right amount in the first exactly. place yes so actually the reason i'm in that position now is because of the decisions that i made four or five years ago yeah. to say right by this point i want to be charging mm-hmm. x yeah and if i hadn't made those decisions i wouldn't be in a position to be able to go yeah i'm going to take these weekends off because i need it mm-hmm. i'd just be doing 55 weddings again and it's just yeah it yeah kill me yeah you don't hear that m- much being talked about in terms of like being strategic with your pricing in terms of in order to allow affordability to actually have time with family yeah mm-hmm. It just well, makes it's sense, not even but... that sometimes sometimes it's about being able to spend good time on your business as mm-hmm. well yeah you know it's like to be able to do the marketing tax like once you start that motion and that movement of i'm going to work towards a, a, a stronger pricing strategy everything kind of feeds mm-hmm. into yeah yeah into being able to charge more because you get more time yeah. to spend on your business you feel more energized you get time off so you yeah. get time to rest yeah you know if you're constantly fighting the numbers and the volume yeah there's, there's no way that you can scale no 
It's also more efficient for us as well because we're already going to the suppliers that week. We're already buying all the flowers. Yeah. We're already hiring the freelancers. We're already potentially hiring vans when we're when we're spilling over out of my one that's not quite big enough. Um, and so, yeah, for us, there's a bit of efficiency. I'd love to where... say Mercedes sponsor us, but they they don't unfortunately. <laughs> no, so well, that, that's just a shout out to. Chris. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's it, it's a much much better way of working for us to group them together and have a bit of space in between. But it has meant turning away work. Yeah. Um, and You're... sometimes that's really hard, especially yeah. if some you know we've got a very busy July next year. It's completely packed, and just recently somebody inquired with a really what sounded like a really beautiful wedding and I was like oh, shall I just shall I just Squeeze take it, it as well did you, like, did you oh, see the did you see the pound signs <laughs> like, yeah the pound yeah. signs but also just actually genuinely yeah. just how pretty I knew yes. it was going to look because I am a total sucker for anything that's going to look pretty and so there was a bit of me that was like oh this is going to be such a nice one um so obviously I took it <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Beth, Beth, um, just a little something about you know that really busy July we've got. Yeah, just I just order. added another one. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's a good job you got those girls chained yeah. to the uh, inside of the van, I isn't thought, it? Exactly. I thought you were going to drop a really good bomb in the sense of yeah, and I just said no, just to keep my. <laughs> No, <laughs> my time. But you, are, but you are taking August off, though, pretty much, aren't you? So I am taking you know. August off. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm gonna try and be really strict about that every year, because um, I think it's really, it's, it's also just. I think you said this, Sam, in a post recently. It's just, it's that particular time of year where it's kind of in the middle of the wedding season, hmm. and I think you can really lose pace and. Not interest, but oh, flag of interest. You, yeah. you start flag. to flag yeah. a little bit. And I think um, last year having that August off meant that, or this year rather, having that August off meant that um, when I came back to it in September, the last few weddings I've done in, in the last couple of months, have been I've been so excited again because I just had that break oh. and that little bit of headspace and missed the flowers a bit. Mm. And that was really quite important, I think. Yeah, I, I feel work. absolutely the same. And, and this is... Um, I'm, I'm by no means uh, critiquing anybody that I've shot previously in, in previous years, but you know, I would often go into September mm. knackered. Yeah, and I, I would still go to those weddings and be like, "Come on, come on I'm going to do it." But this year has definitely made me realise that I've got more fire in my belly in September yeah. than mm. the October weddings this year than I've ever had before. I feel like I'm starting yeah. the season again. Yeah, and you gotta like, love September. I love September. Yeah, it's I great. Love great September. Weddings. It's the best month. Best couples get married in September. I got married in September. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that might be. I thought that might be coming. It's lovely light as well. Everything just looks so gorgeous yeah. and golden. And yeah, yeah. And it's early, like early signs weddings. of autumn. Yeah. yeah. You know. And like destination weddings, I, I, I much prefer at that time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Ibiza and, and Morocco that we've just had. Yeah. You know, the the weather's just dropped enough. Just yes. Yeah. Still sunny and beautiful. But it's, it's not, not the not, crazy 42s that no. we had this year. So, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. It sounds like your inquiry rate is quite high. Yes. Um. How, obviously, you've been in the industry for a good amount of years. But mm-hmm. that aside, aside from being in the industry for a long time and being able to acquire clients, um, how do you think that has happened? How do you think that? I'm has... just really good at my job. 
Um, I don't know if you I know, know Igor. She's a bloody great, great florist. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, honestly, it has just, it's grow, it almost grew despite everything that we yeah. were experiencing in the mm-hmm. last few years and all the kind of setbacks and, and that feeling of holding back and holding our breath and being like, we can't quite go for it yet. Um, and funnily enough, the year when I really felt now we can spread our wings mm-hmm. was the year of the pandemic which just felt like such a kick i was like no after everything else how how has mm. this happened um but yeah i think it's just been i mean one of the, one of the early, yeah one of the early points of you made was about how like the first couple of weddings you did like venues were like can you come on our list yeah so how yes. you've obviously you obviously haven't just gone to those weddings you've just done your job and then walked up you, you've obviously built a relationship or had some kind of connection with somebody at those venues how how integral has that kind of venue relationship been for your business over the over the 10 years it's it's crucial so a lot of our work well for a long time actually because in the time that we've been building instagram has obviously grown but at the beginning it wasn't really a thing yeah and um and everything was about the recommended supplier lists that was how we began um and so it was a really good way to begin because people would have open days and they would they would just tell every client this is this is the florist on our recommended supplier list and there would be only two or three of us and we all like there's never any competition because there's enough to go around right yeah. so uh, myself and the other florists would always be sharing and, and and that's fine but but it was a really it was a really easy way into the business because i was getting recommended every single time um the the only slow part of that was that obviously when people are looking around they're booking for a year or even two years away so obviously you guys must have had the same thing but when you're right at that very beginning stage you're kind of waiting for those first weddings before you can really um but yeah as the venues asking us to be on the suppliers list has been um a really really positive thing for us and it's continued to happen as we've grown um and that's just just because we're good at our jobs i think yeah that's amazing. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's being good at your job, but exactly what you've just talked about in terms of um, having a kind of a positive sharing and open approach with other businesses. Yeah. You know, it's like we talk about it before, but like, if you're like, this is my island, yeah. this is mine, <laughs> yeah. no, go sharing, away. Just sharing approach you know, is crucial. Sharing yeah, is yeah, caring, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and with, ultimately what goes around comes around and there's enough work out there for us all to... Yeah, yeah. which is one of the things that I've noticed really within our industry that I've always quite admired about florists that you you do tend to work together team up like even though you have your own business team up with each other quite a lot yeah um yeah well because and and i think there's there's always an understanding that you might well be short-staffed and need each other yeah um and that happens a lot other people ask me and i ask other people and we'll go and help each other out and yeah so that's a really and that's a really nice side of it um Mm. especially one of the big changes that's happened in the floral industry has been kind of a move to using more sustainable materials um and uh, i i i can't say that we're 100 percent green yet it's something we're trying to work towards but it's very difficult um but uh it's been really interesting working with other freelancers and other florists who have new ideas of how to do things and we've shared how we're doing things because we're all we're all working towards the same goal there right yeah. everybody's just wanting yeah, yeah. the the whole industry to to become greener obviously well, it sounds funny to call the floral industry not green because it can you just no. explain what that means i mean i've i've seen it first and i've seen i've seen the changes but can you just explain to people listening what what a greener 
industry means for sure the, for the so industry. um part of that is well probably one of the biggest changes that we've made is is not using floral foam at all anymore which is um, that crappy green stuff it's the crappy green there. stuff it's <laughs> yeah. really the bad mushy for the yeah. it's really bad for the planet um it is uh the best product to use as a florist like nothing else is as good as it it's easy it's fast it's convenient and it is terrible for the planet and so moving away from that was really tough because everything else that we tried all the other kind of alternatives and things that people were coming out with were just not as good the products weren't as good um and eventually we've kind of through through watching what other people were doing and through a lot of experimentation ourselves we've ended up with using moss in baskets and and that is kind it's working it's it's quick and it's better um but yeah there's there's a long way to go for the whole flower industry um and then another side to it is um locally grown flowers um which i've struggled with a lot because we we use the flowers from that come from the bristol market which comes from the dutch markets which come the flowers there come from all over the world they're coming from ecuador and kenya and wow. um you know it's when you think of all the flights all the fuel some of them had just even moved around holland about five times before mm. they get brought here we have stuff that's grown here in britain that gets flown to the dutch markets to be sold to british customers and come back again it's like what, uh, what? the industry is <laughs> insane really yeah that, ge really. that genuinely happens that happens yeah especially with british grown lavender and things like that so it's it <laughs> somebody, is somebody's having a laugh <laughs> no it's but the dutch markets have been in place for hundreds of years yeah yeah and they are the the scale and variety is unbelievable it's there's a, nothing close to it in the it, uk it's, it's incredible it, and I recognise that simply because at least for, at least five five of my biggest weddings, mm -hmm. speaking to the florist and everything else, it comes from from Dutchland. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible, I, yeah. I, and and I keep hearing in the same countries yeah. about it, and um, I'm like, what's so special about it? Really, it's I didn't get it for a while. It's the quality and the quantity, yeah. and it's and there's just nothing else like it, really. Um, and when we have tried to buy locally grown stuff, it's been beautiful. But, um, you know, for instance, somebody sees a California wedding on Pinterest and there are hundreds of beige colored roses. Well, nobody's growing hundreds of beige colored mm. roses for me in one week of the year. You know, that's just not really. And there are some some really amazing flower farms like Usk, Usk or Usk Valley in Wales. They're a really good one. Um, we've been using them a little bit and they're brilliant. Um, but they... They are, all of the British grown ones are, are slightly more expensive, obviously, because they're working on a smaller scale. Um, so it's a, it's a real challenge and, it, and that's something that we are working towards is mm -hmm. trying to get greener and trying to use more stuff from- But I assume clients come into you wanting that though. Yeah, right. they do, but but um, but often only until you tell them what you can actually get hold of. Okay. Um, and I think it's easier for flower shops because having a, a mixed bucket of beautiful, lovely things that have been grown locally is perfect. If that if you're just getting some flowers for your living room or something like that, that's perfect. And then they're just gorgeous. Because but when you want bigger quantities, and when you want really, mm. really large scale quantities, then it's quite tricky to get hold of things, and you really need to be almost Creative. requesting things <laughs> so yeah it's so what a, we need to come up with it's a challenge it's a product that replaces the crappy green foam <laughs> thing that decomposes yeah. Yeah. and that's our 
another idea. That's, that's <laughs> our shortcut to our millions, isn't it? Yeah. We can yeah. just come up with you that You and product. everyone else. Yeah. It, there are lots of people trying and there's, there are alternatives, but none of them are quite this quick and easy yet. Yeah. What's why, the, what's why the green Montserrat plant looking a little bit there at the top? What's what have I done? I've moved it today because I think it needs a little bit you more light on this side. Enough. More water. More water. Okay. Yeah, more I do water. try and water every week, but kind of went to a beef last week. So. It's quite and it's large, quite big. so you can yeah. really give it's it like a good right, amount okay, of water. Then. Yeah. Right, I'll ramp it up then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always wary of like overwatering them, and that's the, that's the thing. I think I uh, that's true with a lot of plants, but I'd say but with, with this one, one you can just it. go for it. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Igor, we're, we're one hour and three minutes into the recording. Yeah. Everything's still working. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> Exciting, isn't it? We haven't, had to, we haven't had to stop. We can just keep chatting. Yeah. Should we just go again? It paid off. Yeah. Thank you, um, Tom Wright. Can, can I ask you, who, who inspires you uh, as a kind of creative florist? Um, where do you where do you take inspiration from? Do you take it from the, the industry, or do does it kind of so from from our point of view, like we look mm -hmm. at films or magazines and mm -hmm. you know like lots of other uh, you know, marketing material, and we can yeah. be inspired from that from a visual point of view. Do you mm -hmm. take a similar approach to things, or or are you inspired by what your industry is doing? What gets your creative heart going? I don't know lots of things actually mm -hmm. so sometimes so there will be florists that we follow on Instagram and people that we that Beth and I will send to each other and be like look at this amazing thing they've made um uh, there's a lady called Amy Osaba in the US who uh, we often say what would Amy Osaba do <laughs> <laughs> what would she make I love that. I'm gonna check her out she's, now. <laughs> she's really she is she's quite incredible um and so I love her floristry and there are lots of people that I follow and think they're fabulous florists um and in the UK as well um but also just I think this year um I've I've done a few random things like a good um, photographer friend Katrina Bartlam who I've worked with quite a lot she said um do you want to come to the Van Gogh um what's it called the exhibition that was all kind of 3D and up on the walls um you of didn't all his paintings you did throw the tomato soup over the painting <laughs> it was it was really inspiring and it was nothing really to do with floristry mm -hmm. but after that i just i just felt like oh i really need to think a bit more outside the box yeah. with stuff yeah. that i'm creating and so sometimes it can come from a really a different source not yeah. necessarily just yeah. looking at flowers um but yeah that's amazing no that's really good it yeah. reminds me of that um venti Venti campaign that we were watching that Merlot put on the other day. Oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. The, was it Venti or Fendi? Fen uh, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Where the, the, the installation... It was an underwear show, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Was just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wear an underwear, but the installations, they were just yeah. incredible. Yeah. It was a, a level of production that I've not seen before on yeah. a, what is ultimately a catwalk. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, just a little side note on that. Have you noticed, or are either of you guys, have you noticed how big fashion brands are now starting to try and outdo each other? Like the catwalk feels like it's kind of oh, gone. Yeah. They are mm. like, how oh, yeah. do I create something outside of a big, you know, space that's just a, a classic catwalk? Room. Just, like it's Alexander outdoors. McQueen did one in like a, a huge sort of bubble. and Yeah, did you see that, that one in the, in the one field? On, a, on like a dirt track and like a, you know, like a building site. Yeah. You know, I they're all trying to these. kind of outdo each other. Oh, it is, I, I find exciting. it incredible. Yeah. No, I've not seen any of that, but that does sound very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's just, it's incredible. I suppose, it, again, it's all part of the, you know, the, I'm not saying it's just Instagram, but it's that social media influence mm -hmm. of like, yeah. how do yeah. I 
create something that's more visual than mm -hmm. what we what people are already used to. Yeah. You know, like that spray on dress as well recently. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was that. pretty incredible. Yeah. That's know, again, it's all for yeah, it's, it's marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's taking the time as well I think to go and explore what you can create outside of weddings so we've done a lot of shoots photo shoots and collaborations with other suppliers um, which I think led if I go back a little bit I think led to a lot of our growth that kind of pushed us out of the original venues that we'd been working at for ages mm -hmm. and into lots of others um, and that one of I mean one of those that one of the earliest shoots that we did with Katrina Bartlam that photographer um we just went to a beach in wales and uh i didn't buy any materials and we said we're just gonna we're just gonna gather stuff we're just gonna find <laughs> stuff and we'll just I've got we took, this. took loads of props and then we just gathered loads Muddled. of like bracken and and uh, it was amazing it That's was incredible. loads of kind of dried stuff i think i took a little bit of pampas grass or something but now pampas grass has exploded everywhere but it back then no one was using it and i and i we just gathered loads of wild stuff and we went out onto the beach and it was the day of um, hurricane, what was it, Ophelia or something. It was like some crazy hurricane that came in and all the tide came in hours early and all our props washed into the sea. And it was an absolutely bonkers day. But to this day, we're all still so inspired by it. All three of yeah. us love it. And we're like, we've got to do another beach day. We've got to do another day like that and just go into the woods or something and yeah. create things out of nothing. Yeah. And it was kind of like a little challenge to ourselves not to just create the stuff that we would normally do for weddings, but to do something really different and, and just let nature sort of inspire us. Yeah. I love that. That was yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> we, uh, in some ways, as an industry as well, it, it kind of like puts, puts, in my mind, puts me a little bit to shame because I should be doing that more often. Like yeah. trying to just get creative for the sake of being creative yeah, and really push projects. things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, may or may not go somewhere, but the yeah. purpose is just to go out and just explore and yeah. to be creative. And, yeah. yeah. And you never know what may what, come what comes through that. Yeah. No, I think people can do more of that. Yeah. <sighs> Shall we go oh. for the last question? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Well, uh, no, can I ask one more? Yes, you yeah. can. Um, if, if you were starting out in the industry again, oh no, am I going to ask that? That's, that's, oh, no. that's oh, no. the same. No, it's not the same question. No, go it's on. not. Oh no! Okay, I get you. I get you. No, yeah. No, just like it. just breaking into the industry now. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were if you were coming into the industry or you were trying to get into it, how how would you how would you advise somebody to to start out? What would you be your kind of um your your advice to to somebody wanting to kind of maybe move into the the wedding floristry industry? I think photo shoots and connecting with other suppliers actually is probably the quickest way to get imagery out and once you get imagery out and onto sites like instagram i think um that's where you might begin to kind of gather a bit of interest um getting in with the suppliers you know i joke that it's just because we're good at our jobs it was all it was also kind of chance perhaps they were looking for a supplier at that moment in time i don't really know yeah. exactly why they they asked us and that was a brilliant beginning but actually i think in terms of our own personal growth and anything that we did mm -hmm. to grow it would be photo shoots and collaborations and things like that um and like i say you don't have to spend a lot of money on it there's a temptation with flowers to to buy hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of flowers and really go to town and we have done that on occasion 
Asian just because it's fun. Um, but, <laughs> but you can, you can, because it's like, it's hard to explain to the accountant though when it's your husband. Yeah. <laughs> when it's your husband and he's like, do you really need these things? Two kale flowers. Oh, it was entirely necessary. Um, but yeah, I think I think just making those connections with other suppliers, partly because they then they then might recommend you, but also because you guys can can all kind of get creative together, and you can and and you can have a bit of free reign over what you're creating. Because mm. a lot of the time with weddings, obviously you're working to somebody else's vision, yeah. um, and whilst we'll always try and inspire them and share our ideas with them, they'll or already most of them will have come to us with an idea of what they want, and so shoots are the one place that you can just choose exactly what you want to do yeah. and what you want to put out there because what you put out there is what you're going to get back and if you put out things that look really luxury and beautiful then you're going to appeal to people who want a really luxurious looking wedding um and that yeah so i guess that's that's one tip and while i have oh, this is like it's going to be top this is um this has come directly from beth uh, while I have a microphone, I have to I have to speak to all the photographers that are listening to this because I think there are quite a lot. Come on, let's go. Which is to say that when um, photographers are photographing an event, um, quite often we will create like the most incredible stuff, and then the photographs come back and it's not there. It's just not even. It's not you know we'll be doing arches and all sorts, and it's just like some faded background behind the bride and groom. <laughs> Obviously, for ourselves, we we'd love to have more, but I think. Um, I sometimes feel really disappointed for the, the couples because um, those couples will have spent so much time and effort selecting those flowers and how they want it to look and, um, and got a lot of money <laughs> in a lot of cases. And quite often there's just no record of it. Um, so all the photographers out there, please remember to photo the flowers. Okay. Amen. Photograph the flowers. I'm racing, my mind's it. racing now with the previous weddings we've done. <laughs> the uh, Did I cover that? Pretty word. sure. No, I was, no. was going to say, I say amen simply because I'm really hot on details. I'm yeah. really hot on that sort of thing. And, and I love it. And, and having conversations with florists and whoever else is there, um, the planner or whatever, I'm like, sometimes they feel surprised when I, when I, when they ask me oh, can, can we get images at mm -hmm. the end sort of thing I'm like yeah of course because literally we're all teaming up here together towards their vision yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's just sad just to hear and see sometimes the fact that it's a surprise sometimes mm -hmm. to yeah. certain vendors that photographers wouldn't give they're, images they're, they're missing a trick yeah it really is they're missing it a really trick really is um, in fact this is one of the things when I was shooting a wedding, it was probably it was probably my cash, yeah. Um, my last one, or maybe the penultimate wedding, I was shooting shooting a wedding, shooting some details and everything else, and, and I'm talking to the to the GoPro just so I can actually go back to my notes afterwards and and show it to to whoever, and and just literally saying that whilst you're here, try to capture as much for the vendors as for the couples because yeah. from a business point of view you are literally getting so much so these yeah. are these are inquiries you're gathering inquiries yeah. right now mm. so it's building yeah. that footprint isn't it yeah, yeah. it really, really I posted, is i posted some shots from Ibiza yesterday yep put a story up with some of the images i tagged some suppliers one of them was a chef yeah like the chef Ibiza. I saw that. the chef Ibiza reshared it and then five minutes later a planner that they follow or you know a luxury Ibiza messaged me to say love your work 
are you available in 2023? Yeah. Like, this is just from me yeah, sharing an yeah. image and tagging it's You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's connection. And exactly what Christian just talked about there, like, doesn't matter what you do in what industry, like, never underestimate the power of just building connections, connections with people mm-hmm. and just yeah. being friendly, being pleasant, being nice, you know, being welcoming and, and open to connections because... Mm-hmm. It's just invaluable. Yeah. And you were afraid of coming and you're here dropping bombs left, yeah. right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I was amazing. under strict instruction from Beth. She said you're going to have a lot of photographers listening, so you need to make an announcement here. Yeah. <laughs> you've been, so you've been warned, guys and girls. You've when all we, been told. When we install something utterly beautiful and then and then the photographer will send you the image. This is neither of you, obviously. Mm-hmm. The photographer will send you the images and you're like, yes, there's a link. And you click on it and it's like hundreds mm. and hundreds of pictures of the guests eating eating a, a volivant and you're like where are the thousands of pounds of flat this she's, is like she's on a rant now isn't she should we, should we just go and get a cup of tea yeah yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Go, carry on carry on <laughs> anyway um, but it's also like I say it's also for for the clients because we know yeah, having worked with them for such a long time yeah. how much thought they've put into those things and how much they've wanted to create a particular vision so it's really important to capture it here's a final little freebie for you as well mm-hmm. that I try and do is just take a photo of the suppliers as well yeah, yeah. working yeah they might yeah. not like having the photo taken yeah. no. but trust me when it comes through and, it, and it's a nice photo and they're like oh there's yeah. me working oh I'm going to do you know what I'm going to show up on Instagram and put that out there yeah, yeah that's true for the sake of like five seconds just to go yeah. hey I've taken your photo yeah. there you go great Yeah. Um, nice little freebie to end on there right final question go for it Igor so mm-hmm. we're trying to always end the podcast with this question yeah. so the audience should know what it is the but if you're listening for the question. first time um, you travel back in time and you're able to talk to the 14 old you mm-hmm. what would you what would your advice be um, I think it would be the same advice I would still tell the 39-year-old me, <laughs> which is not to care so much about what everybody else thinks. I think I spend much too much of my time being concerned about what people are thinking of me, my work, what I've said, what I've done, um, overthinking things. And I, I definitely think I, I did that a lot at that time of my life, I'm very much trying to fit in with other people's mm-hmm. Um, kind of thoughts and, and, and perhaps should have been a bit more me yeah and also don't chase boys all the time <laughs> that's amazing brilliant <laughs> seriously Christian you've been absolutely amazing from uh, yeah I'm really I'm really really pleased you came out I think yeah. you've given so much knowledge well, thanks um, for having me you've been incredibly open I've got yeah. absolutely no doubt so like, vulnerable a few times um, that your your openness and honesty will be um, hugely admired by a lot of people mm-hmm. um, you've made us laugh a little bit um, you definitely made me laugh yeah. got a little bit emotional almost tear up <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, a little one in the yeah, corner yeah. I was watching you there. you and your glassy eyes I'm like yeah. I'm holding it <laughs> um, but yeah no just really excited to see where you take your business as well now and then yeah. you know how, how much longer you muddle through for um, <laughs> but so many so many good little takeaways yeah. um, and, and just really good sound bites and yeah just well done everything you've done over the last sort of decade in your, yeah, in your thank work. Thank you. And here's to the next, uh, the next decade. Hopefully it's a little bit easier. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And, <laughs> and should everybody come to the Christmas party? Everyone should definitely come to the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say that. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming up to Derby. Really, really appreciate it. You're amazing. Aw, thanks for having me. <laughs>
Babe. That's it. It's Amazing. Fair. You like your feet now? <laughs> I mean, we still roll it. Do you want a glass of wine? I can give you a glass of wine if you want a glass of wine. I think I preferred it when you had the brakes. Shall I stop it then? Stop it. only like outtakes. No, it's good. No, can we get Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.